Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Game Awards. Tonight is our 10th TGA, a global celebration of video games, and boy, do we have a show for you. I am so excited to get this started. Together, we are going to recognize outstanding creative work in games in 2023, and we'll look into the future with an astonishing lineup of world premieres. More than anything, this is a show about bringing our community together in this room and online around the world to focus on something we can all agree on. There's nothing more powerful or more immersive than an extraordinary video game. Hello there, and welcome to episode 75 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Jordan Peele to my Hideo Kojima, John. Now, John, this is going to be specifically a Game Awards-focused episode. Oh, who would have thought? Uh, before, we get in, <laughs> before we get into that, is there is there any games you've been playing? Did you finally find some time to play some games? Yeah, dude, I decided to play the OG Mist, and it's so cool. I've never, never caught this. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, I actually, I did. I did find a new game to play. I was uh, farting around on the internet the other night, uh, as I do, looking at review scores, as I do. And there was a game that's like, you know, got a recent review. And it had an 88. So naturally, I'm going to, you know, kind of see what that's about. It's called, mm -hmm. it's called Astral Ascent. And the moment that I saw a screenshot of this game, I knew it was my jam. Uh, it's a roguelike game. Uh, very similar. Honestly, Nick, if I were to say one game that this is most similar to, it's Hades, which I know is that's a okay. huge that's a huge one. But it's basically it's basically yeah. side scrolling Hades where you play as a character, you know, super fast, quick movements and you start a run. You're basically, you know, you have your same move set. But as you go through, you pick different doorways, you know, whether it's, yeah, you want to go into a, a fighting room or an exploration room or, or something else like that. And they each have their different rewards uh, and they kind of continuously build on each other. And there's a ton of depth to it. There's amazing voice acting, really, really pretty uh, pixel art. Uh, you're kind of going through trying to take down all the zodiacs, uh, you know, like the zodiac signs, Gemini, Taurus, things like that. But um, yeah, I just I just started it. I'm only probably two, three hours into it. Uh, but already I can tell that it's it's my kind of game. You know, as I've talked about trying to find what what excites me about video games, this is definitely one of those. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm always excited when you find new games. I know nothing about I, this game, so I'll have to look it up after this. Yeah, show. I didn't. I didn't either, dude. That's kind of that was kind of the cool thing about it is it just it came across my path. I go, oh, look at that. I sent it to a buddy and friend of the show, Nick. He goes, oh, look at that. And you know, about two hours later, we're both playing it. So. <laughs> you know, it was kind of because him and I have very, very similar game tastes, as you know. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's just mm -hmm. it's it's that perfect sweet spot of something right now that I can pick up, do a run, feel good. And, you know, if I don't have a full night of games ahead of me or whatever, because I've just I've been dude, I downloaded Hogwarts Legacy. I downloaded Far Cry 6. I put, <laughs> tried Armored Core. Nothing is sticking right now. And I think part of the problem is I just don't feel like I, I have enough time. Uh, and just just, you know, outside outside you know, work things, life things are just kind of eating up a lot of my brain. The holidays are obviously taxing for anybody with a parent. And so, yeah, just kind of, it slotted itself into a nice little spot for me. Astro, Astral okay. Ascent by yeah. Hibernian Workshop. Highly recommended. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I like when we bring new games to the show. So that that just came out. Is that? Yeah, it came out November fourteenth. Um, so you know, a little okay. bit ago, it's on PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Switch, and PC. Um, and yeah, like I said, dude, I had never heard of it either. It's kind of shocking to me that there's games of this quality that are similar. Like I'm telling you, like it's not it's not Hades, right? It's not top down. It's it's a little rougher around the edges, but it's really, really good, and it's just interesting that these kind of games can just kind of go, you know, come out, nobody really talks about them, and then they get forgotten about. So uh, wanted to at least, yeah, acknowledge it here on the show, and hopefully uh, as I get further into it, we can bring it back and talk a little more in depth about the different systems because there's a lot of systems, man. A lot, a lot of systems at play. <laughs> I'll just give you one real quick. So you obviously have your standard attack. You got your dashes. All that mm-hmm. feels really, really good. But then with the triangle button, you uh, you equip four different spells, and those are basically kind of the roguelike elements. So you go through, you collect different spells uh, at a you know RNG-type chance, and then you're able to use those in different ways. Each spell has four different gambit systems that you're basically different variations or modifications that each spell can do. So you can, like you know, add different uh, effects to certain things so that as you go through every run feels a little bit different. And then there's, you know, each character has a special ability. There's different characters. There's all sorts of different ways to, you know, kind of change up your runs. But it's it's a ton of fun so far. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I'll I'll check it out after after this show. Mm -hmm. And how much how much is it? Twenty five dollars. I was. uh, able to cash in on some of my PlayStation Stars uh, stuff, so I knocked t- knocked ten dollars mm-hmm. off of it. So fifteen, uh, oh, fifteen, okay. not too bad. And uh, even at full price, I, I would say it's worth it, worth it if you are a fan of this, of this genre. Um, pretty okay. good stuff. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. Like I'll check yeah. it out. <laughs> all right. So again, we're, this show is all about the Game Awards, so we're not gonna have like the six things or anything like that. But again. If you ever want to reach out to us and give us your thoughts on the Game Awards or anything at all, uh, you can reach out to us at PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, on Twitter at PSPalsPod, or on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. Uh, we did get a comment recently on YouTube about doing more video mm. uh, so they know who's talking. <laughs> and I, I responded, we're working okay. on it. So <laughs> Was that from anybody that we know? or was it- No, that was a completely different person. Okay, good. Yeah, no, 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 nobody in our normal, our normal right. Well, thank you, random so. person. Appreciate it. This is yeah. this is John, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, a real quick question, Nick, before we get into it. I know you said we're we're just doing game awards stuff. Are we at? <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, I still got that dumb cough. Are we at least going to go over the winners of last week's character battle royale? Hopefully. Uh, we could touch on it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? You just want to touch on it right now? Well, yeah. I mean, I just unless if you wanted to let the the votes go for a second week to, you know, gain a little extra steam. It's up to you. Well, that, well, that's interesting. So as it stands right now, Leon B. Ellie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go for another week. We're but, going for another week. But uh, <laughs> we had. A lot, I've, for whatever reason, the hashtags on Twitter, whatever, we got more action on our Crash Bandicoot versus Master Chief than any of our polls so far. Really? They are tied. What? Yep, they are tied. What? So, yeah. So, it's uh, it's the most voted on poll, and currently, it, as it ended today, it is in a tie. So, that's that's the tricky one I'm right so there. Con- I'm, so we, we, I'm so conflicted. I mean, that's like... You know, I love PlayStation stuff. I hate Halo stuff or Microsoft stuff. So, um, 
you know, that's good. But come on, guys. Halo? Like, Master Chief vs. Crash? Come on. It's all Microsoft stuff now. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. We'll let the, you know, that's why we do these things. We let the people decide. It's not, it's not ours. So so if you did not vote on that poll, you know, please write in. Maybe I will put up another poll for it so we can get a, a definitive results before our next episode with the character Battle Royale. But that's that's where it lies currently. All right, well, let's decide this but, right now. I mean, I, I'd be good, since it is a tie, I'd be good letting it go if you're good letting it go until next week. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put out the All poll right. one more time. All right. I think that's good, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so... The Game Awards, December seventh. It it racked in at a time of about three over three and a half hours. John and I watched the whole thing. If you want to watch with us, it is on our YouTube page. I posted it there, so you can see all of our reactions to the awards, the announcements, and all that. But uh, I really wanted to start here, John. Is get your just get your overall thoughts. What you thought of the show? Uh, it had a thirty-minute pre-show, and then it went into yeah uh, about three hours of the Game Awards itself. So, uh, what did you think about yeah, it? Yeah. Um, well, once again, I can really start to feel the rising tide of video games and just how dominant of a force they are in this world nowadays. You know, this isn't this yep. isn't 10, 15, 20 years ago video games. You know, it's I would argue that this type of show is bigger than the Oscars now. I don't know what the total number of people that clocked in to watch it, but I would I would wager is probably much, much exceeds Oscars and Grammy type stuff. So it's really, really cool to see the industry getting the notoriety um, and recognition that I think it, you know, us as Gamers have long, long championed, but it's becoming more mainstream. That's obvious when you see Matthew McConaughey come out on stage, when you see Anthony Mackie, Timothy Chalamet, all these crazy, crazy bigger than, you know, the, the biggest actors in the business right now coming and showing up. So uh, really, really cool to see that. Uh, in terms of the show itself, I think it was definitely one of the better, uh, better game awards and better just overall shows that we've seen in a while. Um, mm -hmm. The quality of announcements were pretty high. Um, you know, I don't think there was a, you know, there's always that middle middle gap of a show where you can feel it losing steam. And while this one did have that a little bit, there was still, you know, announcements scattered left, right, and center for, for me at least. And so uh, I think they did a good mm -hmm. job there. Um, you know, of course the show's going to have its ads and all that stuff. Somebody has to pay for it. But if I were to critique it in one specific way, I kind of wish that we would allow the winners to talk a little bit more if I'm being, you know, yeah. it's, there was this obvious rush to get through and, you know, I understand that we don't want to have another Christopher Judge situation, but like, it feels weird to see these guys get on stage, accept their award, and then we give Hideo Kojima 15 minutes to just kind of fart around. It doesn't quite make sense. Yes. So did you see how long they got? It was 30 seconds. Yeah. How much they were getting to accept the award. And, you know, when uh, Larian, who we'll talk about one game of the year, is up there, you know, thanking a bunch of people, thanking a person that just recently died right. who'd worked hard on this game. To have that music playing in, in the background was was is a little obnoxious. And, and Keeley did address that on Twitter. He said that that that'll change again. Good. But I, yeah, I think I think it was an overcorrection. <laughs> to Christopher Judge's eight-minute speech <laughs> last year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I understand it, but at the same time, if you're going to push us through a three-and-a-half-hour award show, it needs to be balanced a little bit better. But, um, yeah. you know, but overall, besides that, I, uh, you know, I, I had a, a lot of fun. Flute Guy, you know, really impressed me, and I was that was the main event mm -hmm. of the show for me. Um, but, yeah, it was it was overall, I think Keeley is learning from his mistakes, learning 
how to make the show better. And, uh, you know, I, it's going to be around, I think, for a long, long time. Yeah. And, I, and I'm with an agreement with you. This was uh, it was a great overall show. Uh, you know, the announcements were so varied, like there was there was something for everyone. I don't think there was a genre of game not touched in the and uh, the, the world premieres that he had. Um, I am with you about Kojima and I think developers in general, I don't know why people like Kojima get to take so much time or, uh, Sean Murray of, um, No Man's Sky developer, why they get extra time to talk about their game or even the guy, the GTFO guy, uh, you know, who announced Den of Wolves, um, Oh, that's, that's fine. But I just don't, I don't get, I don't get how he's picking and choosing who does that. And especially I think when I think a lot of people's criticisms is the amount of how quickly they go through some awards. Like we would have loved to see Sabotage Studio be up right. there for best indie exactly. game, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I, I know this is a packed show, like we said, over three and a half hours. So it's hard to find the inches and trying to that and then that but balance. You, but but you I found think them. like you found the inches, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, um, again, like we uh, we understand, Keely, you love Kojima, but he doesn't need a special entrance. He doesn't need to talk every game awards. Um, and we don't and we're not getting much when Kojima and Jordan Peele are just complimenting each other over and right. over again. We know that they're really amazing uh, uh, directors and, and Kojima's a great, you know, creative director on video games. So I just. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get off of that stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that he isn't the biggest name in video game directors. He is. Like absolutely. Uh, but you could replace Kojima with anybody. You could replace him with Corey Barlog or Neil Druckmann. It's just we don't we don't need that level of analysis or in depth like, hey, what do you think I'm working on? When then you you know the next minute you got Keeley going, ah, an RPG of the year goes to Baldur's Gate, and action game of the year goes to Spider Man, and it's like, dude, you just did six awards in thirty seconds. Like, you know, we could have <laughs> we could have balanced that. But don't want to sound too negative. Overall, I really really enjoyed myself. I think with with the show. Yeah. Yeah, and, and definitely I want to highlight that Christopher Judge dunking on Call oh, of Duty was, was definitely one of the bigger highlights of the show. Well, especially uh, he made especially it. the developers, uh, Streisand, affecting the shit out of that and trying to bring more attention to it, making themselves look like clowns. <laughs> uh, did you see all that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. And I, I'm glad that the gaming community is, you know, you know, also, you know, punching back for on Christopher Judge's yeah. behalf, you know, like saying, like, come on. It was like, a joke. Your Call of Duty campaign. Yeah, you're, it was yeah, it was a two second joke. The Call of Duty campaign this year was incredibly short. Like, and then you had to early access it to draw even more focus on it. You know, like it, had it been one giant package, I think like the length of the Call of Duty campaign would have been swept under the rug. But you had to pay, you know, whatever the early access was for it, and then people got through it in a, in a night. And that's yeah, what it. The heck? <laughs> you know, you set your, yeah, you, yeah, you set yourself up there. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> that was a great joke, though. I mean, but, great, great execution. We all knew he was going to come out and and talk about his speech from last year, but I didn't expect that joke. It caught me off guard, and I I wholeheartedly left. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Judge is a treasure, and uh, yeah, I hope to see him in in more games. And as we'll get into, he he has been doing some more work for Sony Santa Monica, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but that's a, that's all I got. If if you're ready, we can move into the award winners. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, so I'm not going to go in and list everyone who won. I kind of, you know, if I'm hoping most people listening to this watched it. You know, Baldur's Gate 3 won a game of the year. A lot of uh, the, you know, 
yours truly went six for six in his prediction. So I think. Oh, thank you. Yes, I did go six for six. Thanks, Nick. (laughs) A lot of a lot of the games that we expected to win did win. Um, I don't think there were any surprises. I think almost all of the game of year game of the year nominees all at least got one award. Mm, you um, know who didn't though? Outside of yeah, outside of Insomniac, who I've learned has been skunked at the game awards. They're like oh for twenty four now. I think yeah. <laughs> over over their past four games. Uh, which which in this year, I think it was expected. If you watch our reaction, uh, we kind of predicted that that might occur just because the strength of the, this year in video games, just like when Spider-Man 1 came out in 2018 and had to compete with God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2, mm-hmm. there's just no chance, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, you know, if you put that game out in 2021 where it's going against It Takes Two and Metroid Prime, no shade to those games, but it's going to clean up a lot more awards. Yeah, yeah, and uh, other things like, you know, Masayoshi Soken winning Best Composer and Score for FF16 mm-hmm. was was amazing. I, I don't know if you knew this, John. Did you know he had he was going through cancer treatment when he made this score? No, I had no idea. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he announced it, and uh, he's in remission say, now, so it's all, okay. it's all good. But, you know, that's that's just a, a good, a great overall story, right? Like that he wrote, he wrote uh, this, this award-winning score while, you know, going through probably the most terrible period of his life. Yeah. You know, that's, that's always a good story. Well, a lot but, of uh, times that those type of events lead to, uh, you know, lead to some sort of revelation or just awesomeness. So glad he channeled it in the right way. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, overall, you know, the words were great. And I, were there any, any other musings you got from any of the awards? Mm, no, I mean, you know, I, I think I think you covered the big ones. Um, no, I mean, you know, there was what? There was like four awards that I feel like they gave out anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think we're good. Okay. All right. So let's just go right into the meat of it, and that's the world premieres. And uh, these world premieres, I have some musings about that as well as we get into uh, each individual one. But uh uh, IGN provided a list of all the announcements, so we're not going in the order that they were announced, but uh, we'll go through pretty much every announcement of the show. And if John, if you have nothing to say on that, we can just both say pass. Okay. But uh, but uh, let's start off with the big reveal of the show, the last reveal. Um, you know, you always get really excited for this, and then I'm constantly let down. Yeah. <laughs> and this year is no different, but I, I know that the fans of this franchise will be very pleased. And that is Capcom is bringing a Monster Hunter Wilds, uh, a Monster Hunter game called Monster Hunter Wilds. And it, while it's not coming in the next three months, as, as we thought on this show, uh, it is coming 2025, PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. Uh, the whole the whole nine yards. Uh, it looks to be open world is what I would take from the trailer. It looks to have mounts uh, that can fly. They they look kind of like chocobos. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this is kind of the the first sequel to Monster Hunter World since you know 2018 when that game came out. Um, what do you what do you think of this, John? Uh, it's hard to hard to really have deep thoughts on it, being that it is is a franchise I know very little about. Um, you know, I tried. To, I think we we're similar in the sense that we both tried to get into Monster Hunter World, and it just was not my type of game. But you know, that's not to say that this isn't a huge announcement. Monster Hunter World is the best selling Capcom game of all time. Um, so you know, and that's 
it's Capcom, right? They got Street Fighter and Resident Evil and some other some other awesome shit. So this is a huge franchise, um, and I'm sure there's millions of people around the world, but that are excited for it. Um, I just d- never got the vibe of I never dug the combat style of those games. They're always the monsters feel nope. too big. The hits don't have a lot of impact, but um, I think this game is going to be absolutely huge. Um, you know, taking a whole another year to polish it up, make sure it's great when it comes to launch, since there obviously will be a lot of uh, multiplayer functionality going on. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool if it does lend itself to a true open world. Um, you know, I, I do, the first one, what world, it, it almost like you would kind of come back to a hub area after every mission, right? Yeah, they were every they were I mean they were different sections and they were very large but they never they weren't all connected. Sure, kind of maybe like a Final Fantasy um, 16 so, area like scenario kind of yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so making uh-huh. this one fully open world, um, you know, which would be weird if it wasn't if you're getting mounts that can fly around, but um yeah, I, I don't have a lot of personal depth with this franchise, but going to be huge regardless. Yeah. Yeah, again, not not for us, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure you know Monster Hunter fans are through the through the moon, you know, about this. It, 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 I, wait, real quick, it is interesting, like you said, that you know Capcom was like, oh, we're gonna have a multi million dollar seller come out in Q1 of next year, and so I guess it's, this is basically confirmation that it they're talking about Dragon's Dogma too, basically, right? Yeah, I, w- I would. So think it's so. just yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you know I I think that game does have a. Dragon's Dogma 2 does have a potential to be bigger than than we're thinking, you know, but we'll we'll wait and see. I'm sure they know more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out, you know, as long as that game reviews well, it should sell pretty decently. Yeah. Um all right. Moving on, uh the next on our list is that Hideo Kojima game. Now, while we were annoyed with the reveal of it, uh he is working with Jordan Peele on that Xbox project that he announced last year at the Xbox uh, showcase. Uh, it is titled OD. Um, there's not much to know about this. A bunch of actors are working on this, including Sophia Lillis, Hunter Schaefer, and Udo Kier. Uh, it's just zoomed in on their face, and they're repeating the same phrases over and over again. I I don't know what they're really to say about all this. No, that, no. I, what could you say? I mean, it's uh, yeah. You know, I think it's supposed to be a horror game, which I am all all about, um, which is which is super cool. But um, no, this is kind of t- honestly ties into the whole. I don't think Kojima needs 15 minutes right now because what are you even have to say besides like, hey, I'm making right. a new game. Um, but right. I I will say that the face that I think it was Sophia Lillis made when she screamed at the end of that trailer, I could feel the fear mm-hmm. on her. So you know, if there's this level of acting in there. Um, you know, with with a guy like Jordan Peele attached to it. I mean, it has a, a very, very big likelihood to be an incredible narrative type experience. Um, but, you know, the the verbiage and things that they're using around this game are in that annoying realm to me where it's like, oh, it's not, it's much yeah. more than just a game. It's, it's you know, it's, it's yeah. you, you've never <laughs> seen anything like this. And it's like, okay, all right. Yep. Yeah, that's, like, yep. you can say that about so many different things. So just go away and show me what the game looks like when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, it will be a game. So like, how much you're interacting with that game is the question, right? right? <laughs> when you have when you have all these these stars uh, in it. So uh, we'll see. Also, do, have you ever I don't think I know any of those actors that like who is Sophia Lillis? Uh, the I don't I don't yeah, know. I, th- I don't know. I think Hunter Schaefer is the one that they was rumored to be in the running for Princess Zelda uh, in the in the. Uh, in the uh, new Zelda movie that they're making, because she looks exactly mm-hmm. like her. 
Yep, that's her. Yeah, she mm-hmm. looks exactly. But other than that, yeah, I don't never never heard of the other ones. But either way, it'll be awesome. Didn't he say too? He was like yeah. making like he's he's assembling the Avengers or something like that for for this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I mean, if you follow Kojima on Twitter, he every celebrity uh, is is in his Twitter feed. You know, he he just had Mads Mikkelsen and Hunter Schaefer over at Kojima Productions and Chalamet, right? Um, Yep, and Chalamet, who uh, who was a presenter for Game of the Year at the show, uh, yeah, he's 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 meeting all these people all the time. So yep. uh, he might have some more celebrities uh, that show up in this game. But <coughs> again, what it is, who knows? Yep. <laughs> oh. All right. So the next news item is the big Sony first party announcement of the show, one that got John and I, you know, pretty excited. Uh, the rumored God of War Ragnarok DLC is true. Uh, it's not what we expected. It is titled Valhalla. It is a free DLC expansion. It is coming uh, tomorrow, <laughs> December 12th. Yeah. So, so the day that this show is posted, it'll be out. And it is a roguelike mode in which, yeah, Kratos is just doing runs and getting equipment and just like Kratos is doing I, runs. There he goes. Doing another run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah doing another run through. It looks like a dungeon fighting enemies. Uh, the trailer showed off some older enemies and by older, I mean, God of war original trilogy enemies. Yeah. Um, so this, this one's kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it really. Yeah. Um, but what are your, what are your thoughts? John? Uh, well, this was, you know, I, I went through a series of emotions with this one. Cause you know, I God of war Ragnarok, my game of the year last year, God of war 2018, my game of the year that year. So obviously this franchise means a ton to me. And while I love the idea of a roguelike game set with this combat systems, uh, it, it is hard to walk away feeling fulfilled with what this will be, unless if unless if there are a lot mm-hmm. of narrative implications, which I've you know been kind of looking into it. And sure, maybe it could be you know Valhalla is the land like the afterlife land for uh, um, the Norse mythology, right? If you die in battle, you go to Valhalla. So it could just be a sense mm-hmm. of like to try and capitalize on the die repeat process, or you know, or is this way that maybe uh, Sony Santa Monica can, can, can cleverly either sunset Kratos as a character or maybe figure out a way to get him to, you know, line him up for whatever the next project is. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm definitely going to play it. You know, unfortunately I have to buy Ragnarok again, you know, fool me once, I guess. Um, so I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe not make that same mistake in the, again in the future, but you know, I expect it to be a ton of fun. I will admit though, I don't know. There is something about roguelike games, and I was kind of having the same thought with The Last of Us No Return mode that's coming out, is like the more grounded in in AAA and large budget that games get, I feel like almost lend themselves negatively to a a roguelike type system where, you know, these combat systems are built so methodically and so fine-tuned to like be at certain points at certain points in the game that I wonder if... You know, because like what I love about roguelike games is when you can break the fucking system, right? When you get a, a, a series mm-hmm. of power-ups that just let you absolutely demolish everybody. And I'm wondering if these two games are going to have that or if it's going to be this more... Well, we don't want you to get too powerful thing because then it's going to completely separate what like, you know, these kind of combat systems are. I don't, I don't know, but either way, um, you know, give me more Kratos and, and John's a happy boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like that's a good point. Like the story implications are could be interesting. 
Uh, it is weird that this is kind of this mode is completely separate from the main game. They recommend you beat the main game before you play this, but none of the, your loot or any of the things carry over to this. You start fresh in this every time. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, like yeah, will this lead into that? rumored dlc half step that they've been talking about is the is this that rumored yeah <laughs> uh, half step uh it's hard to say yeah i, I would i would think but, it is but maybe not i mean we, we might be pleasantly surprised um did you see the video that they released today like showing like five things about yeah yeah, yeah well it, did, it, yeah, it didn't really give it. any information but i did kind of have the thought that like oh yeah that's a cool that's that's gonna lend itself well to this which is, you know, Kratos having three primary weapons. It's like, you'll have a run where, okay, cool, I'm using drop near this run, or, okay, I don't have the right skills or stuff for that, so I'm switching to the Leviathan Axe, and I'm going to tailor my build around yeah. that. So, you know, inherently, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, it's going to be great, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's Sony Santa Monica we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and again, I'm sure a lot of impressions will be out by the time you hear this that... Uh that people have, and we'll we'll find out if it, if it's worth if it's worth getting the game yep. again. If not, just I'll just wait for extra. It'll be on extra eventually. Yeah, I think I think that's my boat too. All right, so moving on to the uh, next one, and this was this was a huge mm-hmm. one. Um, this is, comes from Bethesda and Dishonored. Uh, they very smartly didn't lean into what it was initially, but by the end of the trailer, we find out that. Arcane Studios, the makers of Deathloop and Dishonored, they're making a Marvel's Blade game. (laughs) And it is described as a mature, single-player, third-person game, which is very interesting. Again, this was a teaser trailer. I imagine this game is fairly far off at this point. But uh, this is exciting. You know, uh, who who better to make a Blade game uh, than the makers of Deathloop? Um, Again... Uh, how they do in third person might be interesting, but uh, exciting nonetheless. And, you know, as well, I kind of I should have talked more about the Sony announcement where Sony's first party, very light on announcements. We just we just did their big announcement and it's a free DLC game. On the other hand, uh, as we get into a few Xbox trailers that are here, Xbox brought it. And this is kind of the cherry on top the you know okay sony has marvel spider-man well now we got marvel's blade and that's a, that's a big win for the platform overall to have their own marvel uh exclusive yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i never would have in a million years thought to pair up uh, a property like blade with a studio like arcane but you know the moment they showed this off i was like oh you know what that does make a lot of sense basically <laughs> you take the dishonored combat put it in third person attach a really really cool samurai sword wheel and black man at behind it and you're, you're fucking set bud you're ready to go yep. so um <laughs> yeah i think i think this one was probably the most out of left field announcement that the whole show had um you know yep. which is cool and I, I like to see marvel continue their their a way of approaching their properties with video games, not tying themselves to one developer, but kind of spreading it all out, letting uh, letting the people kind of you know have different experiences here and there. Whether that's obviously Spider-Man with Insomniac or Captain America, uh, Black Panther with EA. Now you got these guys with um, uh, with Arcane. So you know, there's a lot of a lot of different ways to like how they're doing the, everything. I just, I don't know a lot about Blade as a property, I guess, if I'm being totally mm-hmm. honest. So I don't know, you know, what it's going to be besides just um, awesome vampire man just making blood all <laughs> over the place. But it's, yeah. it's cool, man. And it's important to note as well that this is not the team that did Redfall. Same, you know, same 
company, but this is Arcane Leon, right? right? When this, which is their primary studio, not Arcane Austin. So, um, yeah, should be should be dope. Obviously, what do you think, Nick? Twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty six. Uh, I'd be yeah, I'd say you're hopeful for twenty twenty six. Yet another so uh, Xbox announcement that's just lingering in the ether. Yeah, yeah exactly. Another game to add to their large list. Yep. Um, yeah, so let's briefly touch on, like I said, Sony. Sony's first party offerings was the what we just read, the God of War Ragnarok DLC. Uh, Xbox, on the other hand, this is one of many announcements here. So Xbox, you know, in a complete reversal of last year where, you know, Sony with God of War, with... Um, Horizon, uh, Burning Shores, really kind of like brought it last year at the Game Awards, had a presence. Uh, this year with Spider-Man getting skunked, um, um, Microsoft winning a few awards, like Hi-Fi Rush won an award. Um, and then this big, big announcement, it's uh, the pendulum's a little bit a little bit swinging in the other direction as far as an overall brand excitement for the future. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, unfortunately, those sales aren't swinging the other way for Microsoft. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that is one of my big takeaways of this show is that how much longer are we going to have to wait for Sony to communicate with us? Like it's, it's got, it was, it's been annoying eight months ago, right? It was annoying before we right. got the last direct, which left everybody very unsatisfied and, you know, getting through this entire show and seeing very little from them just kind of, you know, solidifies the point that I think we're going to be bringing the DEF CON level back here soon, Nick, where, you know, <laughs> I would expect to see Sony say something early, early next year because Wolverine is the only first party game. It's been the only first party game that we've known about for a long, long time. Single Sing player Sorry, game. Yeah, single player. Yeah. And then you got Concord and Fair Games you know, from a first party yep. level. So you need to speak. We need to know what's down the pipeline. I understand these companies not wanting to, you know, look much further out past the year, but you know, it's just, yeah, you, like you said, the, the excitement level needs to be brought. We, we need to know what blue points doing. We need to know what Ben's doing. We need to know what sucker punch is doing. You know, is, is faction still going to yep. go, you know, there's this rumored PS four pro or sorry, PS five pro that's going to be coming out. So they have a lot that we know they're going to need to talk about. It's just when the fuck is it going to happen? annoying yeah yeah exactly and and not that sony's not doing anything I, I will get into some of their second party games uh which they seem to be leaning heavy on uh, especially for early next year but yeah it's it's time sony you have a vr headset that is just doa right now because there's nothing to get excited about to play on it and you have the best first party studios in the world yeah. You know, and and we need more than just you know a Last of Us Part Two remake to get excited for the platform. So yeah, it's um, um yeah it's it's just you're right though. It is this weird time where it feels like everything. Anytime Sony is brought up right now, it inherently feels negative. Whether it's Connie Booth leaving, Jim Ryan leaving, uh, whether it's you know this turmoil at Bungie, it seems like sh things are not great r right now. But um, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully that's just, you know, a little bit of smoke and they'll, they'll be fine. I don't know. I'm sure they'll be fine. Obviously PS5s are selling better than ever before, so they're fine. <laughs> yeah. And Xbox, and on the other hand, Xbox still needs release dates as we'll, as we'll get into further. Yeah. Um, they still need to, they, yeah, they have so many games to get excited about, but, uh, no, no release dates. It's not helping their case. Right. So, uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we, we briefly talked about this, that Sega is teasing a new era of video games, and we thought, well, you're probably talking about Virtual Fighter, right? Like, that's one of their more dormant franchises. 
But uh, no, they they went crazy. A new era at Sega means a bunch of new games. And they revealed five in one trailer. Uh, They're bringing back Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, and more. Uh, We got looks at all of those games. Um uh, some of them look more traditional than other. Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi looked almost one-to-one. Uh, Golden Axe and Streets of Rage are going 3D. And then Shinobi was, I think, to me personally, the highlight. Just the artistically looks great. Um, I know it's not typically my genre, but it looked more like a Hollow Knight game. And it looked great. Uh, but, John, what, what did you think of this, this reveal of, you know, the next generation of, Sonic, of Sega games as they, as they put yeah, it? Yeah, I, I kind of I low-key love this announcement. I think it was a great way for a company who has a ton of history to jump, drum up some excitement when maybe they don't have a ton of active franchises that are humming, right? You got Yakuza, that, that's still huge but you know long are the days went since sony was like one of the big boys they're still you know a very popular company but to see a lot of the games that i played as a kid come back i played a ton of golden mm-hmm. axe i played a ton of shinobi and so to see it kind of come back is like i'm i'm in man I'm, i want to play those games and they look they look great so i kind of i really 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 dig this now you know you got to make sure that you're looking forward as well, Sega. You got to keep investing in new IPs, keep it going forward, because you don't want to then just be like, okay, well, now we're doing Shinobi 2 and Gold Next 2, and it's like, I, we, you need new ideas, guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, depending on how these are priced, you know, if these are nice little $25, $30 games and, you know, give you a good feeling of what those games were, but, you know, brought to the modern lens, I think that's uh, super dope. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, there was no no dates, no other really information, just that, you know, that the, that they are doing this and they they even said that even more games will be part of this initiative. So, but a uh, pretty good slate and yeah, we'll see how see how the, all these projects come along. Can but, you think of any other oh, There's so many games to get excited oh, for. Oh, dude, always. <laughs> Can you think of any other Sega franchises off the top of your head that that you would like to see have this tr- Um, what's the music franchise that they had? And you went away. I can hear you. Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. You can hear me? Do we just keep, okay. we keep going? <laughs> yeah, we'll ah! keep going. <laughs> Behind the scenes baseball. All right. Uh, but uh, did, what, didn't they have that music franchise? What was it called? Guitar Man. Hero. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. They had another... They had another music franchise that I don't know. I'm sure people are screaming at me right now. Oh, um, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest. You know, a lot of the Sega properties. I know. Um, you know, they have. Um, I just talked about it not too long ago. Uh, the, the third person strategy game that's like Fire Emblem. Boy, my brain is just mush right yeah. now. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> are you? Were you weren't thinking of Samba de Amigo? Were you? They do have that. They do have that, but they have another one. I forget. It's like Space Something. It is music. Space Channel 5? Space. Yes. There you go. Thank sure. you. Um, but no, I, you know, I didn't have a Dreamcast. I, you know, I don't have, really have a tie to a lot of Sega franchises. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Valkyria Chronicles was the one I was trying to think of. Um, but uh, no, no, I'm always open to get back into them. Um, Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know who owns one of our most beloved Nick Gunstar Heroes? They own. They own oh. that. <laughs> that would never happen. That has been a hope since. Like. 
like that's like in the first few episodes we did we got that tease because treasure was celebrating x amount of years yeah but uh i don't know we'll see all right are you ready can you hear me okay yeah Yeah, it's just by for some reason you're coming in and out i'm not sure why so we'll keep it rolling but all right well all right well yell at us you know send an email yelling at us i'm sorry Um, yeah please email us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next one up is the finals uh this big competitive shooter that's been kind of making waves um it's kind of got like this uh studio like tv show feel and kind of like a the announcer speaking over the matches but it's like a you know 3v3v3 multiplayer shooter uh it's not john and i's jam but it, it's finally out it came out during the game award so you probably you probably played it by the time uh you're listening to this but uh but it is seems to be that live service game with the most amount of hype right mm-hmm. now. But I really don't have much more to say on it than that. No, no. But you can listen to me say as it was being uh, talked about at the Game Awards that, oh, this is going to be one that sticks. And I think the stats that we got over the weekend prove that. I think it had like 200,000 concurrence and, you know, the the big boy type numbers. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think there's some guys, uh, you know, that Nick and I know or work with that that are be playing this. So hopefully we can get some impressions from them. But it looks like absolute chaos, absolute, you know, battlefield type destruction, but in a close knit environment. Like you take the battlefield destruction, but put it in a Call of Duty map. And it's like this looks fucking bananas. Um, but I don't have I am not a, a spring chicken anymore. Nineteen year old boy that can that can play first person shooters <laughs> and not just want to scream at the top of my lungs. So nah, no, nah, I won't be checking it out, but it seems to be pretty sweet. Yeah, as a, and they better strike while the iron's hot. You know, a lot of updates. Lot the next six months are you know pretty critical. Yep. You know, you don't want to you don't want to fall off. So they better. Hopefully, they're investing a lot and um, keep keeping the momentum going on this game. But yeah, we'll see for sure. All right. So the next announcement, uh, we get a look at the No Man's Sky developer, Hello Games. They showed off their new game. It is called Light No Fire. It is a fantasy game. Uh, online multiplayer game. Um, they showed, you know, buildings, dragon riding, um, other elements. You can ride a hummingbird. <laughs> a very uh, large you can, hummingbird. You can play as a, you can play as, uh, you know, animals. They they showed off a person playing as a rabbit character. Um, again, this is this is not my jam, John. But uh, what what did you think of this announcement? Uh, I really like this announcement. Again, I don't I don't think I'll play it really either unless if it's they there's a lot more to it than i'm seeing but uh the whole time first off i want to just say i was telling sean murray to shut up stop making promises just 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 right. show the game and move on right don't be like oh it's gonna be it's gonna right. be everything that you wanted dreamed it to be but um no i think the art style was great i think the sense of scale you could really feel it you know they started sean murray was talking about how you know, the, the mountains are going to be kind of bigger than your typical mountains, but you can get to the top of them and there's things to do along the way. You know, part of the, I think, time they were flying around on the hummingbirds slash dragons, you know, you saw this big light tower, fire tower thing on top of a mountain that you could probably just fly up to it, go in there. And what do you do there? I have no idea. You know, I always talk about what is the moment to moment gameplay. That's the, what inherently hooks me about a game. And if it's just kind of exploration mm-hmm. really isn't what I look for, but you know, No Man's Sky is still going strong uh, 10 years later, and I don't see any reason to doubt this team at this point. That might not come out, you know, mm-hmm. at first and and be everything that they want it to be or people want it to be, but I will say I bet 
No Man, or I'm sorry, Hello Games has earned the. They've they've earned it, right? Where it's, it can come out and it, can, yeah. it it might not be perfect, but I think people aren't going to jump down their throats again. They're going to be like, okay, like just please continuously work on it, do what you did with No Man's Sky, and we'll be all gravy. Yeah, yeah, and as long as they keep the messaging, you know, correct. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, no lies, no, right. no, you know, don't say something that's good because everyone will find. Yeah, they're out. under a microscope. The game will be out and. The game will be out and people will test everything and find out if you're lying or not. So, but I, I, I don't think they'll make the same mistake. I don't either. You know, no. so <laughs> they'll, they'll be very reasonable and I bet this game will be early access anyway. For sure. So. Great. All right. Great name, by the way. Light No but, Fire. Great name. Yep. Yep. That is a good name. All right. We got an announcement for the Final Fantasy 16 DLC. Uh, it's getting two DLC packs, Echoes of the Fallen, which is out out as you're listening to this, um, which uh, I've seen people talk about is very good. Uh, I think the issue with Final Fantasy 16 was there was really no dungeons. Yeah. So this adds like a giant dungeon and it feels like a typical Final Fantasy game. Uh, but they also announced another DLC, The Rising Tide, in which if we are going to get that final icon that we didn't get to see in the main story, the Leviathan icon. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, is it is it enough, John? Are you, are you coming back? Uh, I really want to come back for the second part. I don't really care about Echoes of the Fallen, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't need more of the story, but you know what I need more of is big fucking awesome boss battles. And so, you yeah. know, if I mean, if it's going to kind of be a, um, you know, let me look at what people are saying and figure out if it's worth it or not. Um you know, I've talked ad nauseum about how much I love the the bosses in Final Fantasy 16. I thought they were some of the most jaw-dropping moments I've ever played in video games. So if you can mm-hmm. give me another one of those for 20 bucks, I think I'll be into it. I still have my copy of Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, but it's, it's not going to be something that I'm like anticipating and counting down the days for. It'll be a thing, I think, where it's like, oh, it's out. Cool, I'll get to it when I can. And, um, you know, because you're going to, it's, you know, I'm going to have to relearn the combat. I'm going to have to relearn how all this works. And, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) it's just fucking, that's my main gripe with DLC. But um, happy they're doing it. I think think Final Fantasy 16 is not that it's gotten the shaft this year, but like even more so than Spider-Man 2. I think it just got weirdly forgotten about. I really think it is one of the better mm-hmm. games this year. I don't quite know why it's not towards people's tops of the list. I, I get that the side quests were were bad, but you know, narratively and graphically and the combat was great and the bosses were great. Like I, I feel like it is a little... People aren't talking about it as much as they should this time of year, but that's just me. Well... Two weeks later, you know, Baldur's Gate three came out and it was it was over. For sure, you know, for so. sure. But like, I think you know, Baldur's Gate three also is just it's it's for a, it's for a specific type of people, and uh, I don't know, you know, it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't take all the oxygen out of the out of the room. Yeah, well, it well it, it did. It did. <laughs> yes, it did. All right. So again, as we mentioned, Sony's first party offerings were really light, but their second party offerings are still pretty good, and especially early next year. But uh, we got a trailer for Rise of Ronin. It gets a, it got a release date. It is coming in those first three months of next year, and that stacked three months. Uh, sharing a date with Dragon's Dogma 2, March 22nd, 2024. John, what did, what did you think of this game uh, as you saw the, this new trailer? Um, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's definitely going to be uh, in that Soulsborne genre, and inherently that just makes me super, super excited. Um, but 
I don't know. This is even from the first release of this game's trailer or the first trailer that this game had. There's just something about it that just kind of doesn't really excite me, it, you know, where it's going to fall mm-hmm. into that Lies of P territory of, you know, if I had nothing else to play, I'd definitely check it out. But is it going to be able to supplant any of my backlog games or any of the things that, other things that I wanted to play? Um, I don't know. But, you know, we're, we're starting to get to the point with... Um, the Japanese setting, which I love, right? I love Japan and, and the Japan. Are you doing something over I there? I am. I, I had to run. I, I literally took my microphone and computer into the workspace to go get my charger because I'm at 4%. So, so I apologize. But I'm back. I can talk for a minute if you need a minute. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Yeah, John. what? What? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, okay, okay. All Man, right. what a what a podcast today! Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not recording in the same room, so uh, I'm recording at home. John is recording uh, in the office, so it's <laughs> yeah. So we apologize. <laughs> yep, but you know, it's uh, I don't know. I, this is a this is a wait and see. But there's so many Japan Japanese setting games now, where it's started really with like Ghost of Tsushima, and then like there's just so many of these. I feel like. They're starting to blur together, whether it's Black Myth Wukong, which I know is not Japan, that's China, but you get what I'm saying, or the one that came out earlier this year that I asked you about when we were watching the Game Wars, and I can't remember the name again. Uh, Wukong, thank you. It's just, which again, Chinese, I get it. But um, I don't know. It's just, this one doesn't excite me for some reason. No, I, I agree with you. I, we, like when we've, like it's been kind of a reoccurring theme over the last few episodes is like these games really have to wow you now right they really get you to buy in and i think this trailer just it's just nothing that i saw was like wow oh my gosh um and 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 i said and i think the first trailer was even was better like i think it was a better cut trailer the one we saw last year at a state the state of play um, yeah but uh yeah i it, it has to prove something i i just i i Again, we've seen so many of these trailers in our in our many years covering this industry that this has Nick. '70s written all over it. Yeah, John, Nick, yeah, I can hear you, John. Okay, no, now you're gone. <laughs> can you hear me? Okay, can you hear me now? Hello, John. Yeah, John. No, I can, can you hear me? Yeah, I can uh, hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you cut out on this next news story, it's okay. So don't worry about it because we're going to go through really quick. Skull and Bones release date, February 16th. Bye. That, that, that Bye. game's See dead ya. on our DOA. DOA that that month and with, with Suicide Squad 2. Uh, not, not, not looking good. Not looking good at all. But, uh, uh, they are doing a beta. You can sign Nick, up for Nick, the beta. Nick, Nick, we're gonna cu- cu- let, let us cut because I something's fucking up with my my headset is driving me nuts. You're you're like every other word. All right, hold on. Let me let me go see if I can All do right. something real quick. Okay. Moving on, we had uh, the next game from Dote Nod, and I'm sorry, the sigh is not about the game. We're having some technical difficulties. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game is from Dote Nod. You know, the creator of Life is Strange. They have um, that upcoming game, Banishers. Uh, I forget what the subtitle is. Ghost of New Eden. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, they have their next look at it. It looks like another story-based game, and it's called Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. 
Uh, not much to say. We have a bunch of angsty teens hanging out in the woods and okay. some strange things are going on. Um, but uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, John? Are you, are, you, are you ready for a story game that's not in the Life is Strange universe? No, nah, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it looks pretty. It's just I've, I've, I don't, I want gameplay. I've, I've reached that point in my life. I want gameplay. Sure. Sure, sure. All right, I think we're going to have a couple passes here. Uh, Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. Pass. Uh, nope. Yep, yeah, pass. Fortnite Racing. It's out no. now. Curtis Good. Pass. All right. Uh, I'll, let, let me, I'll let you take the lead on this one, John. You, yeah, you, sure. You, you, you talk about this game. Yeah, I mean, this might be my game of the show. So, uh, you know, coming from uh, the makers of Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Ori and the Blind Forest, two amazing, amazing Metroidvania games exclusive to the Xbox Xbox platform. So Moon Studios revealed their new game called No Rest for the Wicked. Um, you know, and it looks absolutely great. You know, Ori is, Ori is one of those games that just it's breathtakingly beautiful so i i knew that this this game would look good but uh what i kind of didn't expect is to have the top down again like hades-esque uh camera system but with like this gorgeous fantasy world with dragons and knights and all sorts of crazy things um this game is right up my alley you know it's got really cool uh like enemy design awesome lighting um i just i can't get enough of games like this so Coming from a developer like Moon Studios, uh, very, very, very intrigued. Like I said, I would probably say that this was, this is the game I'm most looking forward to play from the show, I, I would say. Does this do anything for you, Nick? I know these aren't typically your kind of games, though. It is definitely one to keep an eye on. I love the art style. Like, yeah. whatever whatever they're doing with that art style, it looks great. It's like a, it's like a slightly cel-shaded, but... Um, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It looks dark, you know. I, I like when it comes to fantasy. You know, leaning on the dark side is definitely definitely mm-hmm. a plus. So, uh, no, this is one to watch. You know, you know, we've kind of been, we haven't been able to enjoy Moon Studios games on the our preferred platform, the PlayStation. So, uh, it's exciting that their next new release uh, is is coming uh, at some point. No release yeah. date. I mean, it's it's labeled as a Diablo-like action RPG. So you put, like, that's one of the things I loved most about the Ori games is the feeling of movement. It's got that, it's got that, you know, um, tight, tight, tight control system that's fast and you can dash and swoop and do all sorts of crazy things. So um, I think it's, it's a great type of game for this studio to make and... Um, Coming to early access in quarter one of 2024 and a full full release later on uh, Xbox platforms and PlayStation. So definitely we'll be checking that one out. Yes, for sure. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on <laughs> to the next game, which was introduced by Matthew McConaughey himself. Uh, this is a new game from developer Archetype Entertainment. It's called Exodus. It's a sci-fi RPG that looks like Mass Effect, a lot like Mass Effect. It's a third-person shooter Um not much to say here, and I, I do want to highlight a point John made during the stream because we'll have this point again coming up a few times. Is you know with these unknown developers, it's it's hard to get excited. You don't you don't know what to expect. Um, I am I do appreciate in this one they did show gameplay, but uh, it looked a little rough. Uh, that, that frame weight looked uh, really rough in the the few segments we saw. But uh, you know, John, I know you bounced off of yeah, Mass Effect I- Two. I did. That game sucks. 
<laughs> the game sucks. That's over overrated trash. No, no, it's just not for me. I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, it's going to come down to, again, I'm going to probably get annoying with this phrase, but moment-to-moment gameplay. Do they really solidify and, uh, you know, stick with a, a fun combat system? Is that the focal point, or is the focal point to create this Mass Effect crazy, you know, 2,500 different pathway branching narrative systems? Like, you know, and, and that's fine. I, that's an entirely very popular, awesome genre. Baldur's Gate 3 just did that in one game of the year. So that's just a, a John thing. But, you know, if you can have a little bit of both... That would be awesome, but I, I like that hardcore sci-fi. Like I said, I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show. I just finished Interstellar again, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. I, I kind of thought that, that this, up. <laughs> I kind of thought that this was an Interstellar game, or they were going to do that because McConaughey kept talking about all the things that he's like, oh, I've dealt with time dilation, and you know, just like Interstellar. And so to see it be something different is uh, is cool. And you know, I. I wish I knew more about the people making it. Like you said, we don't know anything about archetype systems, but or archetype. I, I say archetype systems because of arc arc systems works. I think <laughs> but archetype entertainment and uh, yeah, lots lots of unknowns with this one though. So hard to hard to get too crazy about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Just just one to keep an eye on, but uh, we'll we'll see. It could be in my wheelhouse. All I right. think it will be. Next up, we get the uh, next game from the. Untitled Goose Game developer House House. It is called Big Walk. Um, I don't think we can describe this trailer to give it justice. It's very, it's very silly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. speaking, I you know when we were talking about during the reveal, you know, speaking of Mist, which you <laughs> talked about at the beginning of this, this looks like a multiplayer version of Mist. Is yeah. my best. Yeah, take I, on could, the I could see you saying that with a, a incredibly quirky and goofy twist. Yeah. So yeah, I would say, like I would say yeah. This this one's cutest trailer of the of the game <laughs> of the of the award show. I was into it. I don't know if it's gonna be fun or anything like that, but I was I was into what it is. I think it looks kind of kind of cute and neat. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean that game will have to do something amazing to get my attention, but uh, yeah. definitely very weird, very strange yeah. game. All right. So if you remember who Ikumi Nakamura is uh, from her. Um, t- People fell in love with her when she revealed when she was working on. Um, boy, man, man, my brain's not working. Ghostwire uh, Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. She was a former employee of Tango GameWorks. Uh, she left that studio and has started her own. Again, this is you know you got to prove something now because I we don't know anything about you. But uh, they have a new studio called Unseen and Kamuri is the name. K E M U R I. Uh, just from the trailer, we, it looks like a live service game. That's that's my my take from it. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, we we don't have any more details about it. So I'm I'm gonna go with that take for now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have a lot to say about this one. I you know she's a very very positive personality, and I give her all the credit in the world for going up on stage in front of a bunch of Americans. Obviously, you don't speak a lot of English, but you're still able to exude the charm and stuff that you do. But uh, yeah, don't know about the game. Uh, hard to say really what it's going to be. So we'll 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 keep it posted, or you know we'll keep posted and see what developments come from it. Yeah, she kept holding up her hands like a viewfinder, so I, it seems like there's like a world within worlds kind of thing, like Stranger yeah. Things, like another world you can view into that's got enemies for you to fight. But yeah, details are scarce on that one. All right, moving on, we got the next game from Supermassive Games, the makers of The Quarry and uh, Until Dawn. Uh, They are doing another story game set in the Dead by Daylight universe. It's called The Casting of Frank Stone. 
I got well, nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> so what I, you got? I, I peed during this trailer, so I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see a lot. I did. I did go back and watch it later, but you know, I, I Supermassive is such an interesting team to me, where they have to come back and earn my trust again. I really dug until dawn, but I'd be lying if I've said I really enjoyed much else after that. It's it's just not a style game typically for me, but. Um, you know, maybe if they can if they can re- recapture some of the magic that they got with Until Dawn, I just I don't know if you can do that again. So uh, you know, we'll see if people if it comes out and people like it, I might check it out. I think it would benefit greatly by coming out around Halloween. Hopefully, it's like an October yep. release or something like that. Yeah, and I and I don't know the fa- is the fan base for Dead by Daylight like would they be hyped about their asymmetrical shooter having a story spinoff? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean. You know, similarly to like the League of Legends people, probably however many of those went over and played the weird amount of games that they've released in that universe lately. Maybe you'd get a good amount of crossover just by the sheer amount of people that play Deadlight, Dead by Daylight. You already have an inherent built-in audience, but you know, I would I would say. I think I'm reading between the lines of your voice inflection that there's probably not not many of them that are looking for that in that universe, but we'll see. Could be cool. Yeah, I just don't know. To be honest, I, but, but typically I I don't I don't like I know League of Legends has been doing a lot of spinoffs, and I don't know if those have led to any kind of success. Uh, I don't think so. I, Usually, if they did, you you would see right. stories written about them. But you know, they're supposed to be good though, at least. Right. So, all right, moving on, we have a new Jurassic Park game, Jurassic Park Survival, coming from Saber Interactive. Details are really scarce on this game. Uh, It had a CG trailer, so it's hard to uh, know much about it. It is a first-person game, but what it is, if, if it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. You know, is it a is it a survival game like kind of like Outlast, like where you're just kind of you're not shooting the dinosaurs, or an alien isolation type game where you're just all throughout the game hunted down? Um, I don't know. I think that I think that's what it is. I think you're right. Um, Otherwise, you would show a gun in the trailer or something, some way of fighting fighting back, and I didn't see any of that. So, um, yeah, this is kind of a, a bummer in a way to me because. Jurassic Park is a legendary IP in my eyes, at least that first game. You know, everything after can kind of go away. But that first game, or that, I'm sorry, that first movie was, you know, groundbreaking. It held the box office record until Titanic came along. And, you you know, it's really kind of an untouched property in the video game space. It's kind of an untouched dinosaurs inherently. There's not a lot of those type of games. Um, but... Yeah, I was kind of hoping that it would be a little more action-focused, less uh, less sneaky-sneakies, but, you know, um, I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find out more about it. Like I wish it wasn't Saber Interactive. Yeah, yeah, details are scarce, but, you know, the scarce. Jurassic Park license... <laughs> what? No, you said scarce, and I'm making fun of you because you, you, you talk funny. You said, okay. sca- you said scarce. <laughs> scarce yeah there you go <laughs> um so you know but the uh, Jurassic Park property is always interesting so something yeah. to keep an eye on all right next we have another game from Square Enix another JRPG uh, there's gonna be so many next year uh-huh. um and this was a new one in the Mana series uh Visions of Mana it looks to be a third-person action game. It got a pretty decent trailer, so you got a pretty good idea of the art direction and how it is going to be to play. But, uh, John, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, I think if I had more time, I'd play it, but I won't have enough time. 
because I don't have any attachment to the Mana series. I've never played Secrets of Mana, or I don't remember what the other ones are called. But, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, I really, really, like, a good example is I really, really, really wanted to play Dragon Quest XI when it came out. And I bought Mm -hmm. it, and I played a little of it, and then I go, I don't have 100 hours. Where am I going to find 100 hours? (laughs) And I'm sure this one is much, much smaller, but it's just kind of... This is, hey man, new year, new John. I'm trying to be a little more, a little more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, calculated with the things that I undertake. So uh, it looks good. I think the it looks very charming. And for the people who are into those kind of games, it looks like there's a lot to like. But, um, you know, I, I don't think I'll have time for that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's got its work cut out for it because there's so many JRPGs next year. So uh, hopefully it's doing something a little different. But uh, well, yeah. I think well, at it, least it, it's it's more of a classic art JRPG, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yes, is technically a JRPG. But I would I wouldn't almost even say that it's in, in terms of what you typically think of with those kind of games. I don't think it really even fits in there. So there, there could be a, a little niche for it to fill pretty well, I think, next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. We got. I mean, we got so many announcements. I think there was 31 to go through. So. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, Microsoft exclusive Hellblade: Senua Saga from Ninja Theory. Uh, we got a, a musical performance that was very strange. Uh, yeah, it was. Definitely, definitely uh, outdid Halsey's performance last year. But somehow the, the, se- the second strangest of the night, though. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we did get a gameplay trailer. Um, it, it looks incredible. Like, it really looks something else. But uh, again, as we mentioned, Microsoft's problem right now is release dates. This one also did not get one. It just sometime next year. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't is, believe that this game has been shown since what 2017, I think. I think We've, it was the very first. I mean, except for oh, what was that? Godfall was that the name of the game that was really bad? That was like a launch game. Godfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like except for that one, this was the first next gen game that we saw, and to get here to you know having all the the Microsoft team say we're ready to go. We have we have a big release every quarter lined up, and you can't even put a. a a time frame on it and maybe that's calculated maybe they're just like it doesn't matter if we put a time frame on it so let's not even worry about it but um yeah these games got to start coming but i think yeah graphically it looked amazing um i played the first one i beat the first one i thought it was a very cool experience but the only thing that i would want to go back for is that like weird you feel like your head is talking to you type thing and I don't think the combat looks like it's changed enough to be a, like something, a shining part of it. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of hoping that they would take that franchise and really kind of blow it up and, and, you know, make it maybe more God of War-esque. And that might be what they're trying to do, but it just seemed like the combat is still this, like, very stiff, very slow kind of thing. And, yeah, well, that's a lot, fine. Of, a lot of one-on-one fights. Yeah, look like. and that's cool, but... I don't know. I, I was I was craving for more more action when I played through the first one, and I don't know if if they're able to if they're doing that or not. Still kind of un, unknown. Well, if that if that game looks like it did in the trailer on on console, that that that'll be wild. That'll probably be one of the best looking games uh, on current gen consoles for sure. It, it looked it just looked incredible. Yep. Um, all right, moving on to the first announcement of the pre-show. Uh, Joseph Ferris, uh, the maker of Game of the Year winner, It Takes Two. Uh, his first big game is getting a remake, and that's Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. 
John and I have not played this game when it or did not play this game when it came out originally. So uh, this is one to look out for. It is coming February 28th, 2024. John, you showed some interest when we saw it. Are you are you still you still in? Yeah, I think so. I uh, I've always heard this game's great. Never, you know, just it passed me by when it came out and I liked it takes two so much that, you know, I I I always, you know, uh, admire directors and game makers and things and so you know, it would stand to reason that if Joseph Ferris can make a game of the year winner, that some of his earlier stuff might be absolutely worth ch- absolutely worth checking out as well. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of into it. So we'll see. I mean, I you know, I, I expect like thirty bucks, nothing more than that, probably when it drops. Right. And and uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm into it. Yeah, I don't know if this I don't know if this one's co-op though. I know you are playing the two brothers, but uh, I don't know if it's co-op like a way out. And it takes two was. Well, I would I would bet even if it wasn't at first, I bet you that they'll make it that way. Like sure. I can't imagine, uh, you know, not updating that for you know post it takes to studio haze light sure. type stuff. Sure. All right, I think this will be a skip for both of us. But uh, Ten Chambers, the makers of Payday, GTFO, they got a new game, Den of Wolves. See ya. Yep. Don't yep. care. Yep. All right. Uh, next up is a John game that Black Myth Wukong got a new trailer. We've seen it a few times over the past few years. Uh, it got a release date. The first, I think, the first game um, planting its flag in uh, next fall, and that is this game coming August twentieth, twenty twenty four. I think, I think, I think you're in, John. Yeah, I think this game has a, a poten- like opportunity opportunity to be the sneakiest game of twenty twenty four. Um, you know, it's it's talked about in certain circles. It's been shown off for a long, long time, but it, I, I think a lot of it looks absolutely incredible. The enemy design, the character uh, designs, where you have all these crazy mythological-looking monsters and creatures. You know, this story inherently takes place, or is um, what's what's the the famous story, Journey to the West? I think yes. Uh, which is like a, a Chinese story from the 1500s. So it's got a lot, a lot of mythology to pull from. And if they can nail the combat and the feel of it, I think I think it'll definitely be a hit. Um, I will I will absolutely have my eye on this one when it starts getting a little bit closer to release. Yeah, I, I think you hit you hit the nail on the head with if the combat can nail because everything else looks great. Uh, the the art design, the character design, it is something uh, you know that you expect from a, a developer like From Software that other studios kind of fail to at least reach that bar. But this seems as close as I've ever seen any other developer yeah. as far as just, just, wow, the characters and the monsters look, look great. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I have high hopes for it. Who's, who's making that one? It's a new studio. Uh, oh, of course. Game science. Okay. Game science. It is. <laughs> yeah. I think this was their first game. So, okay. All right, uh, next up we have an EA original announcement, Tales of Kinzira Zhao. Uh, it's what? coming What did you just say? Tales of Kinzira. Kinzira? I, can uh, no, you? I know. No, I know. I was just, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't have anything in front of me because I've realized if I do anything with my computer, it, it starts shutting down. So, sorry, I'm not looking at it. It's just you said uh, funny no, words and I had, to, I had to call you out. You're uh, this looks to be. In, it looks a lot like that Prince of Persia game we're gonna be getting uh, in January. Uh, a 2D side scroller looks a lot like you know a Metroid Dread or uh, games like that. You know, just a Metroidvania type game. Um, 
John, do you have any do you have any thoughts on this one? This is this is not my jam, so no. But yeah, this this announcement gave me whiplash because uh, you know the lead into it was a guy kind of giving a heartfelt message about a story of his father and paying respect to him, and so I kind of expected some very artsy narrative thing, and to get a Metroidvania looking quick action based game like that, like I'm I'm definitely down to play it if it's good. Like you know that's just kind of inherently how that genre is now the metroidvania genre has blown up so much in the past 10 years that you know the the good ones come through and the bad ones get forgotten about so if it comes through and it's you know people are talking about it and there's fun systems i'm in if it's not worth it i'm i got better stuff to play so we'll see yeah it's coming from surgeon studio so i i'm not familiar with any of their work this might be their first game so probably is Um. based on trends (laughs) yeah all right john are you still able to look at the list because i'm going to skip some announcements so i'm going to skip the next two i'm scared to but i'll I'll try i I noticed if i opened a browser and done it then my computers must be just like there's too much going on which is bad because this is a new computer it shouldn't be struggling that hard all right all right i'm up yep i got it well, we're skipping quite a few because okay. uh, <laughs> uh, the next big one, I think, is uh, again one from another new studio uh, called Lightspeed LA. Uh, they're making The Last Sentinel, which this is probably uh, one of the more interesting looking games, higher on my radar than some of these other announcements from new studios because it looks to be a narrative focused open world game with cyberpunk elements. Uh that, that is checking a lot of boxes for me. As we all know, I'm the big cyberpunk fan of the podcast. But, uh, John, does any, 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 do you have any interest in this? Uh, can you tell me what we're talking about again? Because it did cut out and I, I closed out my list. <laughs> is the, this last the Last Sen- Sentinel? Okay. The Last Sentinel, yes. I thought it was The Last Sentinel. Um, I, another one that's it's hard to gauge a product a pro- or a project by a cinematic trailer, but. I, I think, you know, I, I think it looked cool, dark, gritty, underworld type stuff, but just make it more fun to play than cyberpunk. <laughs> Get fucked. I think, I, think that, I think that is a good point. It, like, if they, if they can play better than cyberpunk, that is, a, that is a big win. But, you know, open world games are hard, unproven studio. You know, even harder. So we'll see. Who knows the next time we'll see this game, to be honest. For sure. Yeah, that one that could end up vaporware for all we know. All right. Uh, We have a blip here that is just that Space Marine 2 is coming also next year in the fall, September 9th, 2024. Um, Huge delay. Huge delay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they ever said that it was coming this year, but uh, they did. Connor Connor picked it in the league. (laughs) Yeah, but you can pick a lot of games. I I I picked Hollow Knight Silk Song. They never said it was coming this year. So oh, they didn't. Okay, I think they did, but yeah, doesn't matter. Yep, doesn't matter. Uh, We have another weird uh, new studio. I've never heard of CSUN Games. They're making a game called Mecha Break. It looks a lot like Gundam. Uh, It's a multiplayer game. Uh, probably not John and I's jam, but another new game. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's see. Da, blah, blah. Not seeing anything we should talk about. Boy, yeah, there was there's so many announcements. Um, wow. Do you want to? I'll just. I'll, since you're not looking, do you want to talk about Exoborn, the first Descendant? Banishers Ghost of New Eden, the first Berserker, <laughs> any of those? Mm. Nope. All right. Um, uh, let's see. The next, uh, again, the pre-show was very indie focused, and I think that's where a lot of John's gems came from. Um, 
and I think you you like this game as as well. The Usual June, which is yeah. a third person action game with a cool cell shaded art style. I, I referenced um, across the Spider Verse is kind of the vibes it got for me, but um, it's coming sometime in 2025. What, what did you think about that? Um, I think it's you know it, it's going to have to really nail I think the combat for me to want to check it out. While it is definitely a style of game that I like, I, I'm just going to say it. It's hard for me to relate to a teenage girl. Uh, so if there's, you know, it seems like there is this narrative side to it where it's like this, you know, you probably play in the real world and then you either go to sleep or you dream or something and you go explore like crazy, mm-hmm. crazy battle arena type thing. And so, you know, depending on how much of that is narrative focused and how much of it is gameplay focused will, I think, um, depend on how much I would enjoy that game. But it's one that I, if it gets gets really good reviews and people are chatting about it, I'll check it out. But if not, I think it'd be a pass for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one to keep an eye on, but, you know, it, it, had, it looked interesting in its first reveal trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the developer is either. Uh, for some reason, IGN is not listing that. It's probably June. <laughs> All right, next we got the next game from Daniel Mullins, the maker of Inscription. It is called Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. I cannot describe what this game is. It is... It is even more out there than the other game we were talking about earlier. Uh, I forget which one that was. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Boy, there's so so many game announcements in this thing. It's like hard to keep track of like all of them. But mm-hmm. especially in this the first thirty minutes, it was just like indie game after indie game after indie game. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I bounced off of Inscription, so I don't think this is for me. But uh, no, do you have any I- interest? Well, I don't know. I, I'm always interested in the weird things, but I, I don't think I want to even begin to try and talk about it. it. It would just be doing a disservice to the game in the trailer. So, uh, you know, if you're a fan of weird things, check this one out because it looks weird as shit. <laughs> yes, it does. Not that that's a bad thing inherently. All right, uh, John, I'll let you talk about this next highlight of the show for you for sure. Uh, that's the motion twin game. Ah, yes. Yes. Wind blown, right? Yes. All right, so, yeah, I mean, Makers of Dead Cells, which um, is right the fuck up my alley. Uh, amazing feeling combat 2D plane type thing, but it looks like they're, they're trying their hand at a more 3D top-down isometric view, a very Hades looking. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just inherently I'm excited for anything that those guys make because if you have a, similar, similarly to a team like Housemark, every single Housemark game I've ever played feels great. So I imagine Motion Twins, Twins probably going to be the same thing you know super giants another one that i kind of think of um but you know coupled with a very very funny trailer i thought it was probably the funniest trailer of the uh, of the show where you know it's very very colorful very very cartoony but you know with absolute violence uh dude's friends getting their heads chopped off and him looking on in horror um yeah. <laughs> you know made, made me chuckle but i you know i am i'm gonna be all over this game when it comes out uh it looks like they're showing a tendency for it to be multiplayer focused and I don't know, you know, hopefully it's one of those that like you can play it with games, but you can also play it solo. Um, But you just, yeah, if you combine the movement systems that look like they are at play here with fun power-ups and fun ways to level up. It looks like it's inherently a roguelike game. You have that die, try again type feeling to it. Um, You know, it's, yeah, definitely day one for me for Windblown for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, they said that it's a lightning fast combat roguelike, so. Done. 
Easy. Yep. <laughs> Done. So you're all over that. Um, all right, we got so we'll, we'll knock out a quick few ones here. We got Thrasher, the next game from the developer of Thumper, a music-based game. John, do you have anything to add about uh, that? Thumper's great. I have no idea what the fuck you do in this one. Yeah. Hard to get an idea of what the, the gameplay is, but, you know, we'll see. Thumper's cool, though. Uh, yes. And next up, we have the sequel to 2008 game World of Goo. World of Goo 2 is coming. It, it is a puzzle platformer involving lots of goo. Um, cool. Yep. I, I just remember it being noted as, you know, it was the the, the indie game you should play on the Wii because it uh, really used the Wiimotes uh, really well. So I don't know how the sequel will do. But uh, here you go. It's, yep. it's coming back. All right. Um, we got another look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, yeah. uh, a listener yeah. of the show, uh, he played it. Um, apparently, you're not supposed to be talking about it, so I will not be reading his email. But uh, <laughs> Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, because uh, it, it was a closed alpha, and you signed an NDA and all that, so... Uh, but we got your back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, yeah, he wasn't a fan of it, and I and that's not surprising. I there's not a trailer that's been shown that has really done this game anywhere close to justice for uh, from the makers of you know the Arkham trilogy. You know, it's it's never hit that level of excitement level, and it's I it's DOA. It's just. Yeah, they it's got a review get, bad. They have a mountain to climb, man. I will say, no purple orbs in this trailer. I didn't <laughs> yeah, see they a, heard a your single, feedback. A single purple orb, but uh, yeah, this. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna just feel bad for Rocksteady when this game comes out. I think and um, hope we're all pleasantly surprised, but it does not seem like we will be. Yeah, yeah. All right, that, uh, we're gonna skip a few more, and we're just gonna go to the final kind of world reveal world premiere here uh and that's uh Simu Liu, uh you know from Shang Chi uh he came and Barbie uh came out another big high profile celebrity uh to say that he is voicing a character in the Starcraft like game Stormgate you know that that's not going to be on John and I's radar but if you're a big fan of you know Starcraft Starcraft 2 and you know there hasn't been one of those in forever so yeah. This is you're probably interested in this, but it's you know it's coming to early access next summer, and uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. about it. A couple games to yeah, a couple games to talk about. I see. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of all the announcements. Um, again, I'll apologize. We had some technical difficulties throughout that whole process. <laughs> I yeah. think that th- yeah. threw off our game, but uh, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, what was your what was your game reveal of the show? Would you say? Um, you know, while I while I would say that Moon Studios game No Rest for the Wicked is probably the one I'm most excited to play, I would say probably Marvel's Blade was the one that made me go, "Huh!" Like that's 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 yeah. the kind of announcement that you know you hope to see. And while we didn't see any gameplay, and you know, it's not even coming to PlayStation platforms. Um, you know, so there's a lot to, that we don't know. That was what the one that, that I felt most, I don't know, E3-esque is a way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely the biggest reveal of the show. Like, 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 like you, the point you made in the show is like, yeah, a lot of these new games have potential, but they're from developers we don't know. Like I would love to say, oh, Last Sentinel is my number one game because it just, uh, I like the vibe it's giving off and, um, or Exodus, right? Exodus could be dope, right. but I don't know. 
Right, right. Yeah, I have no idea. So it's like, you know, you know, Arcane, you know, who is who's been critically well received, you know, over all of their projects that they've worked on, uh, but never commercially very successful. Um, just teaming them up with Blade is is a guarantee for both. You know, yeah. this game this game will do incredibly well and, and review very well, I have no doubt. You know, I place money on that. Right. So, yeah, so but I, I mean, this, you know, this show, I, you know, I think I made this comment on the stream is like, you know, there's a there's a couple different pathways to leave a show feeling satisfied. And a couple ways to do that is, you know, have a couple of banger 10 out of 10 announcements or just have a lot of, you know, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. cool. And that's what this one felt. It felt like a lot of sevens and eights, things that I'm going to be excited to play, but nothing that I'm going to be chomping at the bit to. No Wolverines, no, you know, God of War sequels or anything like that. But uh, right. Overall, a lot of a lot of cool little things that are gonna you know get uh, my get my attention. Yeah, gaming's not slowing down. It's just man, it's so hard to keep track of. I mean, between all the showcases we've seen this year, it's like oh my god! Like, do you, do you remember half the games that were in the PlayStation Showcase earlier this year? I don't know. No, I just remember <laughs> the jiggly the jiggly burger. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. You know, yeah. but even that uh, that samurai game. Um, uh, I forget what that one's called. That was in that PlayStation showcase that, it, like, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Not Rise of Ronin. There's another one. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, the other one. Um, God, what was it called? He, where he was, like, fending off, like, three guys at once, and his sword was clanging off all of them. Uh, there was a part where he's on a cart, and he gets attacked. But that's what I'm just saying. Is like, it's like, there's so many games. It's, it's it kind of just muddles in your brain, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was a highlight of mine of that showcase, and I couldn't tell you the name. And same with this, like... You know, next year it'll be like, what was what was at the Game Awards last year? Right. I don't remember. Yeah, that you know? Moon Studio thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, just again, you know, a great show. And again, it, it, I wish, I wish we, I wish 2024 was a little more set in stone. But uh, outside of the first three months, it's I don't know. Well, that's and that's why we got it. There's got to be a Sony showcase in Q1. There's got to be. You have to. Yeah. Oh, they all have to. Nintendo, you know, they didn't have anything here. Um, well, and, Nintendo always does. Yeah, they're always going to have their dumb little, you know, directs here and there. But, uh, yeah, Sony, I don't know. What are you doing? What's, what's going on? Yeah, what are, the, what are the big games coming from from everybody, really? You know, I mean, just, you know, we know what the big games from Microsoft are, but no release dates. And we don't know what Sony and Nintendo are doing. We're assuming a Switch 2 is next year. So it's there's a lot, a lot to take in. But we just, after this event, we don't know. Right. So, <laughs> so I guess we got more stuff to talk about when, when we do know. That's always yeah, good. yeah. So uh, yeah, so so that's it. That's the it for this show. Um, outside of your new game, John, do you have any more teases for our normal show next week? I am mm, fourth in the world now in neon white in a certain level. Okay. Uh, Le- Levi has seventy out of ninety six red medals. So he's incredible. It's, incredible. Rid- it's ridiculous. Uh, but no, I will just be playing Astral Scent. I want to sink my sink my teeth into that one. Okay. All right. Um, you know we. You know what we are. <coughs> sorry. Excuse me. We yeah. are two weeks away from our game of the year episode. So uh, John and I need to really sit down and iron out our categories if they're going to be the same as next year, and then we need to put those out there so everyone else can uh, uh, vote That's in true. what their theirs are. And also, you know, we'll get the probably the end of the year thing from PlayStation. You know, your year end wrap up that every other 
service you touch on has <laughs> been giving you all all these all of December uh, that it's time for Sony's and that'll yeah, be fun to share all that stuff. I've uh, unfortunately learned I've scrolled 20 miles on Reddit this year. So, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 you know, in normal measuring terms, 165,000 bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way they're measuring it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, that'll be exciting. I think news will be quiet, so we're probably, we'll lean in some on some topics uh, for these last two weeks here in our character battle royale. Maybe we'll squeeze in some more um, so we can... You know, really pad out our episodes, but that, I'm excited for the game of the year one, especially in this a year like this. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Nick and I, Nick, you think we can get the categories ironed out so next episode we can announce them and then have people ready for the following. Yeah, yeah, I would probably want I want to get them out a little earlier than that, so I'll probably tweet oh, them out before well, that. Well, excuse me. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll iron those out this week and get it out before next episode, but certainly announce it also on the next episode. So, also, Nick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It's Nicholas's birthday. So send him some stuff. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, send me money. I need yeah, money. Send, yeah, send him money. And emails. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. yeah, as we're recording right now, it is my birthday. So thank you, John. Of course. Um, uh, but uh, on the my game front, um, I'm giving up on Baldur's Gate. What? That's that's kind what? of the Okay. I, I I can't do it. I I I hit. It. I'm kind of hate playing it to its conclusion. I hit an encounter I'm not a fan of. I'm just gonna take a break. I we'll see if I decide to come back to it. But uh, is that a? Do you, would you say it is more a casualty of the time you spent away from it or the game itself? Uh, the game itself. I think. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's just not a game that I've gelled with uh, for for all of the combat. Um, you know, it's, it's fine. I just, it's just not a game I'm getting into. Um, and I, and I do like the story moments. I do like, uh, my fellow characters, but I think outside of, I've done all the big story moments with all of them, except for the end of game ones that I know are coming. Um, but, uh, I just, okay. I don't know if I'll get there, but so I'm, I'm putting it down. I don't, I don't want to not enjoy the game and play it. I think right. <laughs> our common theme here is uh, really knowing our taste and just knowing when to put a game down. It's good. It's important, so, man. Very important. But uh, uh, as we're recording, the new game plus came out for Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. It has a new ending, apparently. So oh. at the very least, I will be getting that platinum. So I'll probably have that by the next time we record. <laughs> I want to get that platinum. <laughs> yep. So like that one collectible I missed that screwed me over. So uh, I'll try and get that, but uh, no, I'll just keep my ear to the ground. Hopefully, you know, the PlayStation Plus December games might be something yeah. to check out, like something free to, that I wouldn't normally play and just kind of coast coast into, you know, our game of the year and then our look into next year. And, you know, that, that like I said, there's so many games coming out that once Last of Us 2 hits uh, January 19th of next year, it'll be nonstop games that I'm I'm really interested in, so... Yeah, I, no. I kind of preemptively installed that game already. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, dude, wouldn't it, won't it be a new SKU when it is when it gets the upgrade? I don't think so because I went to download <laughs> it, and the only version I could find to download it was the new SKU. There's just a download option for me instead of the price. So I, I think it's all just getting like roped in. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yep. But uh, yeah, it'll be that's so exciting to revisit that game as we as I, we talked about. 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm weirdly. Well, not weirdly. It's one of the best narratives. Our number two game of all time. Um, you know, so very excited to relive that story for a second time, knowing what knowing what I know about it now. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of. You know, that game, so many things happen that you kind of probably don't take in the smaller details of it all. Right. Uh, so it's always fun to play the second time and, like, pick up on more things. Especially, like, a lot of the collectibles and stuff like that, which I'm sure we're both going to try and aim for the platinum on that one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've thought, yeah, I want to. But, like, like I said, I think I said it on the show, Last of Us Part 1, it wasn't very enjoyable getting everything, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, gonna be awesome. New year, time to get new platinums. It's true. <laughs> true, it's been a minute. All right. Well, you know what the Game Awards failed to do, John? What's that? It failed to upend my most anticipated game, and that is Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> and I'm bringing that up because there's a song in that trailer that we've all become obsessed with. I'm, I'm sure it's gonna top the charts uh, in Spotify. When they release their numbers, you know, yeah. after the, the plays are up. And that's that's uh, the song that plays throughout the trailer. That's Tom Petty's Love is a Long Road, a song I don't think I've ever heard before, but I am now obsessed with. So Dude, my I got to bring it to the podcast. I asked my dad. I was like, you ever heard this song? He's like, no, I've never even heard of it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know. They just pulled this random Tom Petty out and then everybody's like, we love it. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good, good job, Rockstar. You're one for one with Grand Theft Auto 6 things. Yeah, it, it, the, if you listen to the lyrics, it sounds like it very well will apply to the story. Uh, Tom Petty is from Florida, uh, where this game is going to take place. It's like, it's a it's a big win. Like, Rockstar yeah. never misses in trailer songs, so, you know, they, they hit again on this, so that you is think, what uh, you'll be hearing. Do you think Florida Joker Man's going to get his two mil? No. <laughs> Not a chance. I know. Not I a know. chance. <laughs> you think yeah, you're the only, know? Come you're on. the only man in Florida with tattoos all over his body. Right. You know, come on. <laughs> so <laughs> just thought that was funny. <laughs> so alright, yeah, enjoy that song. And again, it's a long wait to Grand Theft Auto Six, so you know, hopefully this, a long, this helps. Long wait. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So we will be back next week with a normal show, our character battle royale, and much, much more. Again, thanks for listening. We love you all. Goodbye. Later, Gators. <laughs>